This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash AMR today to get 10% off your first month. Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting another mother runner. StoryWorth is a meaningful gift you and your family can treasure forever, and you can get started right away. Go to storyworth.com slash AMR to get $10 off your first purchase. Thanks to Wild Grain for supporting our show. Get your fully customizable bake from frozen bread, pasta, and pastry box. And for limited time, get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you start your subscription at wildgrain.com slash AMR or use code AMR at checkout. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. I am once again joined in studio by Molly Williams. Hello, Molly. Hello, Sarah. So nice to be here again. Yes. And we've been seeing each other a couple times since the last recording. I know. Mm -hmm. We went for a run and a swim. Look at us. Uh, But not in the lake. No. I know. I was thinking about that this morning as I hopped in the shower. I think... If I gave the nod, you would be there. You would want. I kind of want to try it out. I'm scared. I want to go by myself. I need you to go with me (laughs) to the beloved pond. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And you know you'd get in, and I'd be standing on this on the side, going, "Oh no, my feet are too cold." (laughs) I know, right? Like, how did I get suckered into this again? I know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we just need to put on running clothes with our swimsuits under it and then go and do a short run uh-huh. on the trail that's near the pond yeah. so that we will have, we can check off that we've done a workout. Yeah, I think we should do it. I think we should totally do it. Oh, good. Yay. I'm so excited. Yes. But I did do a run, a little bit of a run. I know. I know. Tell the folks about that. Well, we got there and you said, oh, are we going to do our own thing or what? And I'm like, well, if you're going to do my thing, you can do my thing, but I ain't doing your thing. (laughs) And so I did a a run walk. You did not do a a walk. You just did your run. But yeah, so I did four minutes of running and, you know, a little bit of walking, uh-huh. but a whole two miles, it felt great. I, it's the most natural it's felt yet. That's so awesome. yes, it is awesome. Yeah. 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 And so remind folks, your knee replacement was in February, February. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so uh, about nine months, a yeah. little, little over nine months. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. I know. And how many years would you say you had been in pain and running did not feel natural? Oh yeah. So the last half marathon I did was the Alaska one mm. that we went to Alaska for. Yes, the mayors in Anchorage. Yeah, and that was the solstice, and it was right before the pandemic. So I right, or was it 2019? Maybe I don't know. I remember I was injured. You were Uh, injured. You didn't run. It was either 2018 or 2019. Yeah, and I barely made it. I mean, I barely made it through that race. I got to the last, you know, couple miles, and it's like, uh, all right, well, you know, what the heck? It just the leg can fall off at this point. I can pogo <laughs> with one leg. And, but so, you know, I had to get a cortisone shot even for that race. And then we tried to train for something and then COVID hit because mm-hmm. we were training for Montana. Right. I was, I was training for Missoula. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So at that point I had to stop running and I was still able to hike for about another year, but that dwindled pretty quickly. Right. So it was three years of not running and then two years of really not being able to even walk. Well, no, really walk the last two years, I mean, you, could, you could still get to your job. I could still get like to my that. job, but I couldn't, I can only walk about two blocks without mm-hmm. excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. So I really couldn't do anything and I could ride a stationary bike, but only for 20 minutes at a time. Otherwise oh. I was in too much pain. Wow. I didn't know you were even limited on the Peloton. I, I couldn't do anything really. Yeah. With my legs, it just, I would just get in so much pain. And, you know, it also coincided with menopause, mm-hmm. which can mess everything, your joints up, cause inflammation and all that. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic. So, you know, stress levels and all that. The whole thing was bad, but I got to say, I feel so good. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, if you're going through, if you're perimenopause or going through menopause, it does get better. It sure does. Yeah. And, you know, the whole exercise thing, you know, now I, I'm moving again. My attitude's so much better. Like, mm-hmm. you know, also the kids are moving out of the house. I'm sure you're going through that trauma, but you know, there is another side. Mm -hmm. Things feel good again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I have to say 
we won't stay on the topic of menopause for very long, but just the, I was worried that the brain fog would never go away, that I would be Mm. forever reaching for words and not being able to grasp them. Mm -hmm. And I was sincerely worried about it. Mm. And I have just, my dictionary of words is right there for me now. good. And names. Good. And yeah. I've never been good at that. So <laughs> you you did have a little bit of a funny look on your face. Like, what are you talking about, Sarah? <laughs> yeah, so like that, my husband was like, you've met that person eight times and you still can't remember her name. I'm like, no. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I went on a solo three mile run this morning because I have pickleball league tonight. So I didn't want to burn oh. out. But um found a penny. And then as I was crossing at a crosswalk at a light, so mm-hmm. lo- on a busy street, there was a quarter in the middle of the crosswalk. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So I am a little bit wondering whether finding 26 cents is a little bit of a sign. Oh, <laughs> from three miles to 26, you <laughs> right, think? Right. It's a leap. Uh-huh. Are you really thinking that? Oh, whenever I find 26 cents, I always wonder if it's a sign. So yeah. it's not new that I'm thinking yeah. that, but I don't know. I huh? don't know. Huh? Mm. What about? I, I sort of think, I thought about them since I've been home uh-huh. uh, from the run and I do sort of think, well, why jinx it? You know, that I'm feeling so good yeah. why? because I don't know. Or so, you could follow some of your own advice and maybe not go from a 10K to a marathon. You could mm-hmm. do a half. Mm-hmm. Yes, I could d- I double what I just did from yeah. a quarter marathon to a half marathon. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a good idea, Molly. Yeah. I, I I think you're going to do it. I can mm-hmm. see you doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. the winter time. It's your time to train. This is when you like to do it. <laughs> I oh. just love some me some drizzle and some gray skies. <laughs> you, well, and it gets you outside, which is great. Well, um, right. I didn't tell you, but I did find a dime on our way out of swimming. Out of swimming, swimming. Well, really? at, yeah, outside the pool. Yeah. Well, okay. So we were at the pool. You were you were still swimming, and I went to go shower, <laughs> and I was getting ready to shower, and I realized I'd forgotten my pants. They had left them in the car, <laughs> so I go running out with, in my swimsuit, and the gal there's like, "Oh, well, how nice!" And like, "Oh, I I'm just getting my pants." <laughs> go running out in the parking lot. But anyway, there was a dime. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. How fortuitous. I think it's a sign. Uh huh. I'd also like to say that my love of found change must be genetic because my sister and I have a real correspondence. We are uh, ladies who write letters to each other. Mm-hmm. And my sister will talk about the money she finds on, she's a uh, avid walkers that oh. she finds on walks in the Trader Joe's parking lot. And you didn't tell her that you were doing it? I think she knows. Oh, she definitely knows I do it because I'll sometimes write about that because uh-huh. I mean, of course, that's you write about interesting things such as found change. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you think she got it organically? Not oh, from I do. you? Oh, my family's a big believer and it must be genetic. My dad always mm-hmm. said that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So, I can see that. Yeah. So anyway, I'll have to ask my brother if he's, um, you know, my brother did one time, he asked me to tally up what I thought was my lifetime found change total. Yeah. What so do you think? He has an interest in it. Mm, I'd have to think you're a couple back. hundred dollars. Mm, maybe, may, uh, maybe, maybe over, definitely over 200. Mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if it's much more over. I want to harken back to me finding $50 in New York City. No, your $100 that you found. Oh, and I found the $100 on too. Easter when you yeah. were running with your oldest it was daughter. the Easter miracle. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So mm-hmm. amazing. All right. Well, Our guest today has been on the show three times, and she continually ranks as one of our most popular guests. So I'm no fool. I asked her to return as a guest. Absolutely. (laughs) It's Stacey Sims, PhD, author of two highly successful books, Roar and Next Level. She's a respected exercise physiologist and nutrition scientist who was formerly at Stanford University, and now she's based in New Zealand. Lucky woman that she is. And one of her areas of specialty is sex differences in performance and recovery. A new edition of Roar is coming out in early January. And today we'll be talking with Stacey Sims about women and supplements. Thanks for joining us again, Stacey. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to it. Stacey, I'm so glad you're on this podcast and I'm so glad that I get to talk to you. I've been uh, such a huge fan of yours since Roar came out and I have three daughters and they've devoured Roar. They're all athletes. And your work is so important. And I always just talk you up wherever I go. 
And I'm a postmenopausal, although I'm sure I don't look it. But your book, Next Level, has also been so helpful. And the stuff that you're talking about is not stuff that's being talked about a lot in the United States. Like, there's still a lot about intermittent fasting and about doing a lot of repetitions with weights and, you know, things that you have a little bit different take on. And, and I know that's not today's podcast and what we're going to get into, but I just want to say your research is so interesting and I just gobble up everything that you do. I do this deep dive on your podcast that you've been on. And so just thank you so much for your work and being here. And I'm so excited to get my chance to talk to you and ask you all the burning questions. Well, not all of them. Some of the burning questions that I have about supplements today. So thank you. <laughs> uh-huh, thanks. Well, if it's any consolation, that same conversation that's in the States is pretty global. Is it? So yeah. Hmm. Yeah. There's small pockets that are, you know, coming to the foray of doing heavy weights and not doing intermittent fasting starting to change. But yeah, that conversation or those conversations are, are still a fight. Mm. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, give us a brief rundown on your professional background and how you came to focus on sex differences that women are not just small men, cats are not just small dogs. And <laughs> <laughs> she's a veteran. I'm a veterinarian. So, so you know, there we go. <laughs> so, so anyway, tell us about you, Stacey. Uh, so, yeah, I'm technically a female athlete performance physiologist. So, really, that's my whole life as an athlete and as an academic, I've been very interested in promoting and empowering women. You know, And I say that you are an athlete if you exercise on purpose, mm-hmm. not necessarily because you're trying to compete, but because you get up and devote time to doing exercise to improve your health and you know whatever it is. So back early days, just getting really weird information that seemed to be based on someone that didn't look like me, didn't have my physiology, aka male data, Mm -hmm. and just wondered like why that was being applied when you go to a shop and you see clothes for men, clothes for women, deodorant for women, deodorant for men. You have all these things in the supplement industry that are targeted for women versus men. But when you come down to the basic idea of how you eat, what you eat, how you train, how you sleep, all of it was just generalized. So really trying to push forward to understand that. And I think most people know the infamous story of me in undergrad when I was doing a metabolism lab and I was the only woman who was running on the treadmill for two hours Mm -hmm. with water one time and with an electrolyte drink the other time. And then another one was just water. And my results were so different from the men's in one of the trials that they threw them out. And retrospectively, it was because I was in the luteal phase of my menstrual cycle, not the follicular phase. And they're like, yeah, well, women are anomalies, so we often don't include them or we throw out their data. And I was like, hold on a second. (laughs) And growing up asking why all the time, I felt that I didn't get the right answers. So that was kind of like the seed that was planted for my academic career understand why women were not included in studies and why we were having such poor outcomes when we were supposed to be the same as men. Mm-hmm. And then getting the guilt trip for not having the same outcome. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Must be because you're weak or you don't want it. Yeah, we're delicate flowers, uh, evidently. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Stacy, as Molly said, there's just so many things we could talk with you about, and I hope to have you back on after the new edition of Roar comes out early next year. Yes. But today we're focusing on supplements. And as I often do, I turn to our Facebook followers for questions. So let's start with a really basic question, including this one from Suzanne, who asks, how do I know which supplements to take? And because they're not regulated, how do I find ones I can trust to have the ingredients they say they do on the label? Well, first you really have to ask why you want to take a particular supplement. Like what is the efficacy? Are you looking for a pre-workout or are you looking for, you know, increasing vitamin D? Are you looking for adaptogens? So really understand why you personally need to and or want to take a supplement instead of some of the, oh, so-and-so said this, I'm seeing the buzz, which happens a lot. Mm -hmm. And then if you're looking for a clean, like, supplement to use, I often recommend people go to the WADA website to see a a reference list or go to the informed sport website 
because they have lists of all the batch tested, more popular sports supplements. Hmm. If you're looking for like general over-the-counter supplements like clinicians or pure encapsulations or some of the other like Gaia type stuff, you can go to Consumer Reports and they've done a really good deep dive onto what ones actually have, what they say they have or not. Um, so they have a list if you go to the Consumer Reports website and you can do a search for supplements. So those are the like three main places I would send people to really investigate and see if what they're using is what is on the label and to make sure that they're getting something that is clean. Mm-hmm. So Jen had a similar question. She wanted to know where to look for these supplements. Uh, gosh, I mean, I get questions about that all the time. It's like, where do we go? Mm-hmm. What do we use? And how do I get it? Going to GNC or someplace like that, I don't recommend. For the most part, they're often more expensive and you're not exactly sure of the home brand or anything. Mm. If you go direct to the business like Momentus, you can order directly off their website. That's a really good, clean source of really good supplements. Same with your encapsulations or clinicians, Gaia. I often tell people to go direct to their website to make sure that you are getting the real thing, not a um, like a copy or a generic. Mm-hmm. And often it's cheaper when you get it direct from the company rather than going through some of the bigger box shops or definitely not on Amazon. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Good Interesting. Yeah. Are there some things that you can just buy, like, like is vitamin D like pretty much all the same, you know, something that's relatively inexpensive? Yes, but you want to make sure you get vitamin D3, not vitamin D2. Mm. Vitamin D2 often is uh, less expensive. So you'll see, ooh, vitamin D, and you'll grab it because it's cheaper, but it's not the right kind. Because mm. vitamin D3 is the most bioavailable that your body actually uses. D2 has to be converted. So often you're buying something and you're not going to get the same effect as if you were to buy D3. Had no idea. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I had a friend saying you should get D with K for bone density. Uh, there's been some interesting research that's come out about having vitamin K with vitamin D because they're both fat soluble. But for the biggest thing for bone health is getting that vitamin D. And then as women, making sure that you have enough estrogen, if you're postmenopausal, then it's not about the vitamin D and the K. It's making sure you have vitamin D3. And then you're actually doing some jump training. Uh, see? <laughs> I know, I know. I try. Hey, I had a knee replacement. I do do some jump training. But if you can't really jump, what would be the next alternative? Well, I say jump training because that's like the impact in the bone, yeah. but it doesn't have to be like jump, jump. You can do um, plyo push-ups. You can do battle ropes. Okay. So when we're talking about jump training, this is from a friend who did her PhD and it's now become an app to teach women how to do osteoporotic prevention jump training. It's not like doing box jumps. It can be an inch or two off the ground where you land straight legged. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a big, huge plyometric jump for bones. Um, which is kind of the opposite of what we think when we are thinking about plyometric box jumps and landing with soft knees. Yeah. But for the most part, if you're trying to get big bang for your buck, like bone density and plyometric work, then it's just really explosive work. So I tell people plyometrics can be plyo push-ups, battle ropes. Um, it can be med ball slams, anything that's really like you have to use a lot of explosive power to get that force going. Okay. All right. That's one thing about your research and stuff. It's always the hard way. It's like, oh, you know, you could do long as long. No, you can't do long as long. You got to do fast. You got to do hard. <laughs> I know. That's the thing. You got to put in the work, but it's yeah. a very short duration. It's not hours and hours. Well, that's good. That's comforting. So Stacy, as a preface to a question from Sherry, I want to vent for a sec about supplements as my husband takes way too many of them. I'm talking bottles and bottles and bottles of them. And I think that the majority of them are a waste of money. It seems to me he thinks taking a few pills makes up for his poor diet and lack of exercise. Yeah. So as I said, this leads into Sherry's question who writes, I feel as though I have a pretty balanced diet, but even so what nutrients are most likely to be missing low or lacking? Well, for the first 
part, when we talk about over-the-counter multivitamins and just general supplements, there's been some really cool studies that have come out to show that they actually do nothing. When they're looking at people who are eating a real food, whole food diet, even if they are a little bit deficient, and then they try to top up with multivitamins or something like that, they don't have any different outcomes than those people who never took them. Mm -hmm. So I always tell people we're not as smart as nature. So when we are trying to look at taking something over the counter, it's often missing the cofactors that allow our body to actually use it. So if we're looking at what might I be missing if I'm eating a whole food diet, this is where you want to make sure and get some blood tests from your doctor. So we, uh, being down in the northern hemisphere, there's, a, or, or sorry, southern hemisphere, and now you guys are going into winter in the northern hemisphere, there's a big issue of low vitamin D because of the lack of sun. And we see that there's a huge incidence of people's vitamin D going down, and we see that in women. They get worse PMS more mood swings, and we're starting to see that in men as well. Mm. So, I mean, that's the one thing I've talked about it before, vitamin D3, but really making sure that you get checked. As for other things that you're low in, most things are just so micro-dose that you need that you get it from the food, but you might want to look and see, okay, what is my magnesium or what is my copper? Because those tend to be some that we might not get if we're following more of a vegan type diet. Mm -hmm. So it's just being very cognizant of what is your overall diet like and getting some tests to see if you actually need something. Okay. All right. I'm going to make Jack listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I take a lot of supplements myself. So I'll have to go back and, and look at what I've got. But I have had some testing and I do have low vitamin D because of being here in uh, the Pacific Northwest. We get so little light in the wintertime. I can't believe everybody doesn't take vitamin D. I swear I was getting uh, rickets one time. I mean, maybe I made that up. But <laughs> Molly loves a good, uh, you know, something from the 1800s. Yeah, Tossing awesome. up the term ne'er-do-well yeah. and getting rickets. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, okay. Now we get to one of, one of the things I've been dying to ask about, creatine, because I don't understand creatine at all. Mm. So, okay. So we'll start off with Diane's question. And she says, uh, creatine, use it only after strength work or also cardio. Do you take it on a rest day? Also, I think creatine is good for more than just building muscle, right? It's for your brain and yep. mood, some other things. You want to yep. ed educate us. Sure. So creatine is actually part of your body already. So when we talk about energy systems, and the first one is the ATP-CP cycle. So this is where you have your uh, adenosine triphosphate that gets broken down whenever you do a muscle contraction initially. And then you have CP, which is creatine phosphate. And in order to regenerate that ATP, you need to have a creatine phosphate. So when we're talking about creatine, your body naturally produces it. And it's in every fast energetic system of the body because it is the first thing that gets used for any kind of energy. So we think about the brain, we think about the heart, we think about the gut. We think about the integrity of the intestines and the mucosal lining and everything that goes to kind of keep us in a homeostatic or a balanced state. So when we talk about supplementing with creatine monohydrate, it initially started as a bodybuilding idea of, okay, well, if I get more creatine into my muscles, they'll be able to do more work and I'll be able to get bigger muscles, stronger muscles at a faster rate because I'm supplying the fuel directly and it's not having to, you know, go through a whole system of like we do with protein digestion. The thing about creatine is it takes time to saturate. So we want to make sure that we take it every day in order to saturate. But there's a difference between what we talk about with the bodybuilding, like get big muscles and the side effects of bloating and that kind of stuff versus what I talk about and what um, my colleague Abby Smith-Ryan talks about when we're talking about three to five grams only per day for women. Because women have around 70% of the stores that men do. So we know that we already have more oxidative or um, slow twitch fibers. So if we really want to benefit our heart and our brain and our intestines, we want to boost the amount of creatine that we have. And we see things in the research like randomized controlled trials of women using creatine with 
serotonin reuptake inhibitors versus just serotonin reuptake inhibitors and severe depressive episodes or mood swings. And women who add creatine don't get as low and they get out of that depressive symptom a lot faster than those women who just use SSRIs. There's been some who are looking at mild depression and anxiety and things in mood swings where we see like through winter or around PMS time and SSRIs don't work, but the creatine does. And it has to do with neurotransmitters and how fast things are reacting. So creatine is really important for general health. We see, you know, an increased need in pregnancy. It's, It's approved to be used in pregnancy as long as it's clean. It's pretty much something that almost everyone should take. And it's the most researched supplement that's out there. Is it important to take it around exercise or can you just take it anytime of the day? Just take it whenever. And it's really important that you take it every day. So, I mean, you can, if you're traveling or something, you forget, but if you're trying to really saturate to keep that level up, three grams a day takes about three to four weeks to completely saturate the body. Okay. Um, Is it going to cause weight gain? No. Not on the low doses. So what I tell women, because some people are sensitive to it, but it really depends on what kind they're using. So you want to look for an instantized creatine monohydrate. The one that most recognized supplements is Crea Pure. So it's a company that really makes clean creatine and the one that they sell into other companies for their supplements, Crea Pure. So it's instantized and Start with one and a half grams and work your way up to three to five. That really eliminates any kind of bloating or kind of distress that you might have if you're sensitive to it. But most people don't get it. When we talk about the water weight gain and the bloating, that's from the bodybuilding idea of taking five grams four to five times a day with at least 20 grams of carbohydrate. And that's to really get it into the muscle. Mm-hmm. And that was the idea behind the bodybuilding because with all the carbohydrate they're taking with the creatine, it also stores water. So that's why you get the bloating. Mm. Okay. If you're looking to gain lean muscle, does it make more sense to take it with your workout? No. Okay. Nope. All right. And then is it still important for postmenopausal women to get this? Oh, yes, definitely. Very important because we already have a breakdown state, a catabolic state going on. So if we're looking at using something that's going to support lean mass development and strength, as well as our brain and heart and gut, you want to take it. Okay. And can you take it with other supplements? Like, can you put it in with your collagen or something like that? Yep. I put it in my coffee every morning. Well, there you go. Yeah, because Jillian asked a question about that, that, you know, she wanted to know, can she throw it in a protein shake? Can she cook it in her meals like oatmeal or waffles or scrambled eggs? You would want to put it in after it's been cooked. Okay. All right. Well, let's take a short break. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Therapy Online. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash AMR. Oof, I really need to turn around my holiday attitude. Maybe it's due to the shorter daylight hours or the pressure I perceive to make each holiday memorable and extra special. I was a total grump at Thanksgiving, and it was a conversational buzzkill for the whole family. I regretted it before the dishes were even cleared. I take solace in knowing I'm not the only one feeling sadness or anxiety this time of year. It's common and natural. Yet adding something new and positive to your life can counteract some of those feelings. Therapy can be a bright spot amid all the stress and change. Something to look forward to, to make you feel grounded, and to give you the tools to manage everything going on. I've worked with a therapist at various points in my life. It's invaluable to have a neutral party to talk to and gain insight from. For me, it's just knowing I'm taking action and doing something is a big reason I find therapy so helpful and empowering. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, meaning it's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. No stress of fighting traffic or finding time to go somewhere to speak to someone. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash AMR today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash AMR for 10% off your first month. 
If you're spending time with your family for the holidays, chances are you're going to hear a lot of stories, the ones you love to hear, the ones you've heard too many times. But if you ever wanted to help your loved ones document those timeless stories, it can be challenging to write an entire book of life memories, but StoryWorth makes it fun and easy. This is how anyone can write a book about their life. StoryWorth is offering $10 off your first purchase at storyworth.com slash AMR. Every week, StoryWorth will email your loved one a single life-related question that you pick from their collection, like, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? Or what's the farthest you've traveled? Or how about... What did your bedroom look like when you were growing up? All they have to do is reply with a story. Then after a year, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's memories, stories, and even any photos into an exquisite hardcover book, creating a valued keepsake. I'm looking forward to looking through my mother's keepsake with my kids to laugh, cry, and love her even more. Millions of stories have been already told with StoryWorth because they make the process so simple. Get started with your loved one for the holidays, and before you know it, you'll both be cherishing those timeless stories for generations to come. I'm always surprised how many stories I still haven't heard about my mom and how much my kids and I love learning about her life and adventures. With StoryWorth, I am giving those I love most a thoughtful, personal gift from the heart and preserving their memories and stories for years to come. Get started right away by going to storyworth.com slash AMR. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's S-T-O-R-Y-W-O-R-T-H dot com slash AMR for $10 off. When I was a kid, my mother confessed she could basically live on bread. I was like, Mom, so could I. Lucky for us, she baked delicious sourdough bread, two loaves every week. Alas, while I inherited my mom's love of bread, I did not get her bread baking skills. Thank goodness for Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less. No thawing required. And Wild Grain has a deal for you. Get $30 off your first box and free croissants in every box at wildgrain.com slash AMR or use code AMR checkout when you start your subscription. There are several sourdough loaves in my most recent Wild Grain box and they were as scrumptious as the ones my mom baked back in the day. They were so easy to bake after pulling them out of the freezer, making soup nights so simple and tasty. All Wild Grain loaves are hand-shaped and slow-fermented for more than 20 hours. This artisanal process, plus the 30-year-old sourdough starter, helps pre-digest the majority of gluten, making the breads easier on your belly. And now you can fully customize your wild grain box, so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, or pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off your first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com slash AMR to start your subscription. You heard me, free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash AMR or use promo code AMR at checkout. Okay, shifting from creatine, Laura wonders about essential amino acids. What do they do and are they worth the hype? So essential amino acids are the nine amino acids our body relies on food to take in. So this is why you look at something like whey protein that's really high in bioavailable protein for muscle development and anti-inflammatory properties or an egg white that all protein is measured against because it has all the nine essential amino acids. Hmm. When we are looking at using it as a supplement, we see that boosting the diet with essential amino acids, especially if you're doing long endurance stuff, can be beneficial. And I say that because most of us are under-proteined and it's really hard for women in particular to eat all the protein without really focusing on how much they get per meal. So essential amino acids are, again, a supplement that can help boost in times of heavy training. It's not something you need every day, especially if you're eating a wide variety of foods, but it is something to investigate if you're like, I just can't get as much leucine and protein in as I need in a day. I use it when I'm traveling because I know that I'm going to miss meals or I'm not going to get as much protein in as I need. And it also helps like with mood and brain stability and reducing fatigue. Hmm. So there's a time and a place to use it, but it isn't something you need to take every day. Okay. How, how does that come? Is it like a powder or a shake or? 
It's a powder. Okay. And just full disclosure, because they are acids, they're very bitter. So you want to make sure that you get it not a plain unflavored, mm. that you want to get it in some kind of mix, a drink mix that's been, um, you know, vetted. And I mean, I always gravitate to momentous vital aminos because it tastes all right and it's not very strong and overpowering and there's nothing really in it besides the essential amino acids and some flavoring. Okay. No weird colors. I don't like weird colors. <laughs> what color are they? Generally, they're white or, or plain. But if you get them, you see all these essential amino acid drinks and it's like blue rush. Oh. And so they're like really heavily Gatorade colored and like, oh, gosh, what is that weird color and what's it going to do to your body? It's like they're aimed at teenage boys or something. Well, blue yeah, is always exactly. the best flavor. Blue yeah, is always blue. the best blue, flavor. Yeah, I, I always go for blue. If I want yeah. to see white or blue, I would get the blue. I know. I think it's funny. You're like, could I have the blue Gatorade? You don't mm-hmm. even say yeah. what flavor is it. You're just, I want the blue one. <laughs> All right. So Jessica asks about glycosamine and turmeric supplements for joint health and or the start of osteoarthritis. And I'm going to just add on to Jessica's question because I've certainly dealt with arthritis in my life, you know, with getting the knee replacement. And now I've got the other knee that's got arthritis too. So I've taken everything. I've taken them all. You just lay them out there. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to add on to glycosamine and turmeric. I take one with eggshell membrane, if you want to talk about that, and boswellia, Mm -hmm. and then Mm -hmm. also fatty acids and collagen, like what that might do. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) I'll talk about them all. So I feel like I'm a walking arthritic person because, like, I have two hip replacements, not necessarily for Not you. Yeah. Wow. Stacy Sims with hip replacement. Oh, see, you are human. (laughs) Yeah, I am human. Part of it was I was hit by a car and then I had torn hip labrum, but the undercurrent of arthritis was what was the predisposition to both hip replacements, Mm -hmm. primarily from being hit by the car on my bike because then I got traumatic osteoarthritis. So it means it went everywhere in my entire body. Mm. So I'm very well versed on what you need to take for arthritis. Turmeric, for sure. It is a powerful anti-inflammatory agent. So we look up to 10,000 milligrams a day. I'm allergic to every non-steroidal that's out there. So I've done all my surgeries just on turmeric. And there's some really good peer-reviewed randomized controlled trials looking at Celebrix versus turmeric. And turmeric comes out on top with regards to anti-inflammatory properties and no side effects. So turmeric for the win. Mm -hmm. We look at Boswella. There's a little bit of evidence to show that it helps delay the progression of arthritis. They're not really sure how it interacts with cartilage. So there is some evidence there. And we look at glucosamine, glucosamine and eggshell membrane that kind of can fall into the same category as cartilage rebuilding and collagens. So if we're looking at those specifically, yes, there's some really good evidence that glucosamine helps. The eggshell membrane, uh, so that's kind of looking at some of the properties of glucosamine as well as collagen. So they're trying to get more bang for your buck. So there is some evidence that that works too. But if I were to say, okay, let's look and see what do we need to do to really attenuate all the pain and the progression of arthritis, it would be... Definitely turmeric, the 10,000 milligrams a day. And then the other would be looking at using a combination of native and peptides of collagen. And I say that because people are really confused about collagen. So there's two types that you should be looking at. One is what we call undenatured collagen. So undenatured collagen, it's not absorbed but it causes an immune response in the body to make your body stop targeting your own cartilage. So it's like, hey, wait a second. I don't need to attack this tissue. It's fine to stay. The other is collagen peptides. Now, peptides are just broken down bits of the full collagen that do pass through the intestines and get into the system, but they're not protein as we think of muscle-building protein. They are a little protein amino acids that go specifically to the buildings of your knee cartilage, your hair, your nails, wherever collagen is needed and becomes the building blocks for that. So when we're talking about collagen specifically, you want to make sure that you're getting both kinds to kind of do a double tap to one, stop your body from attacking its own cartilage and two, to give its building blocks to start to repair a little bit. 
Hmm. All right. So shifting to ferritin, uh, Janine asked, should we have our heptacidin tested if we are postmenopausal and deficient in ferritin? So hepcidin is a hormone that your liver produces in response to iron, and it is inflammatory. So when we're looking at what happens, it is not something that you can get tested. You can get C-reactive protein tested to see your inflammatory status, but hepcidin, it kind of oscillates throughout the day. So we see that, you know, first thing in the morning, it's relatively low. It starts to come up through the day. It elevates in the afternoon and it elevates significantly after training. So we see that it's elevated for three to five hours after training when we are pre and perimenopause. And then in postmenopause, it can be up to 24 hours. So when we're looking at ferritin and low ferritin, it's about how do we take our iron supplements so we know that we don't want to take it every day because if we take it every day, then it's too much of an iron load and that increases hepcidin. We want to take it every other day and we want to make sure that we are away from training. So if you are training, then you might want to take it before so that you don't have the interference of hepcidin afterwards. I think, did I say what hepcidin does? Hepcidin reduces your body's ability to absorb iron. So it actually is mm. an iron regulatory hormone. So when it's up, your body can't absorb iron. Mm. So we want to make sure that you take your iron supplement away from training mm. and preferably beforehand. Or if you train first thing in the morning, then take your iron supplement at night. Okay. Is it important for postmenopausal women to still take iron? You want to get tested. So early okay. postmenopause is different from late postmenopause. So early postmenopause is around the five years after the onset of menopause. Mm -hmm. And your body is still going through some changes with regards to how much estrogen is available, how your body's responding to different changes in a sympathetic drive. You still have some residual inflammation. We do see a higher incidence of iron deficiency and anemia in early postmenopause. So you want to get checked and see if you need to take iron. But after those early years of postmenopause, the incidence of iron deficiency is really low unless you aren't eating, which happens in really frail old ladies, which we are not and will not become. No. So if are you talking just get a CBC and like look at your, you know, the amount of red blood cells or do you think we should get this hepcidin tested? Just get an iron panel. Just an iron panel. When you get an iron panel, you get your ferritin, you get free iron that's you know circulating in the serum. You see mm -hmm. what your red cells look like. Uh, so you get a very good picture of what your iron status is. Mm -hmm. So we see that if you get a CBC and just get hemoglobin and red cell, uh, you know the mean corpuscle value, doesn't give you a really good indication of what's going on. Because if you have high ferritin and relatively low circulating iron, then you're kind of okay. But if it's the opposite and you have low ferritin and really high iron, then we know that you're getting ready to tip into iron deficiency. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you for that. I needed that explained to me. <laughs> yeah. So this one comes from Amy. She said she heard on a podcast that L-glutamine can be helpful for endurance athletes and to cut sugar cravings. So she's curious about, you know, your thoughts on supplementing that. L-glutamine is interesting. It's an amino acid that's really uh, used readily by the immune system. And if you are doing a lot of heavy endurance work, then you're compromising your glutamine. Because every time you do some kind of heavy endurance training, your immune system takes a hit. L-glutamine helps boost the white blood cells. So we see a lot of, of endurance athletes who are churning through L-glutamine. So if you're someone who tends to get sick relatively easily, get a lot of upper respiratory tract infections, or have a lot of GI distress, it's something to look into. I often have my endurance athletes who are doing 70.3 Ironman, marathon ultras, or Ironman dose with five grams of glutamine in the week before the race because it really helps eliminate that GI distress or, you know, having to do lots of porta potty stops because mm -hmm. it helps with the intestines. It really does help with the integrity of the intestinal cells, as does 
creatine. So when we're talking about glutamine, it's another supplement to uh, kind of circle in the in the tools of the trade where you don't need to take it all the time. But again, if you're doing a heavy block of training, especially in the change of seasons in the winter, you might want to consider it. And if you're someone who's prone to a lot of GI distress and porta potty stops and long races, then you definitely want to use it. Wow. That's going to be music to a lot of listeners. Oh, yeah. And does it cut sugar cravings? Uh, Not that I'm aware of. Even if it comes in blue flavor? Oh, maybe. (laughs) Maybe because your brain's like, ooh, blue flavor. I feel good. Okay. So Diane asks about magnesium supplementation. Is it necessary? She says, my primary NP recommended 400 milligrams a day to help with muscle recovery and sleep. I did sleep well, but I had frequent soft stools, which too often disrupted my long runs. I've since quit the magnesium supplement. When I asked about it, she recommended magnesium glycinate. I'm afraid to try that. And I'm just going to add, I take magnesium um, oftentimes in the evening, and I think it gives me weird dreams. Do people oh, for say sure. That? Okay. For sure. Well, that's what yeah. I say. That's what I say. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so no. I guess I could let the expert answer that one. Yeah. And so yeah. should you take it in the morning or, okay, I'll let you talk. So magnesium is uh, one of those supplements where people are like, ooh, muscle cramps, take magnesium. Or, oh, you have problems sleeping, use magnesium because it calms you down. Often because our diet in general is low in the magnesium side and high in the calcium side. So we see that any muscle contraction needs both magnesium and calcium. But I'd rather people include more magnesium-rich foods in their diet to, again, saturate the body instead of taking a supplement. So like pumpkin seeds, adding a couple of tablespoons of pumpkin Mm -hmm. seeds to your daily intake of food is going to give you the amount of magnesium that you need to kind of help balance for any kind of muscle cramp and neuromuscular aspect. We talk about sleep. Magnesium glyconate is more bioavailable, but it still has side effects. So I prefer for sleep hygiene and getting better sleep using L-theanine. Now, L-theanine is a non-essential amino acid that is used in the GABA system. So what it does is it crosses the blood-brain barrier and it's naturally produced in the body. But if you're supplementing, it crosses blood-brain barrier and increases the what we call the alpha waves of the brain. So it increases the parasympathetic response and that's what you need for really good deep sleep. Hmm. It doesn't have side effects. And I was put onto it by a friend and colleague, Alison Brueger, who is a neuroscientist in the military that works specifically with tactical athletes in NASA trying to reset circadian rhythms and get better sleep. And she's like L-theanine all the way. Mm. So I, I'll trust her as being one of the experts in the world about circadian rhythms and sleep. Mm. Mm. So, okay. and you do agree that magnesium makes for wackadoodle dreams. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. And so if you're getting enough in your diet, you don't really need to supplement. Exactly. And then you touched on calcium does the type of calcium you take, should that change as you get older? Because my physician was like, you should take calcium citrate now that you're postmenopausal. And I'm wondering about that. Yeah, it's one of those things, again, where you look at the research on calcium supplementation, and there really isn't any good efficacy to say you need to take calcium supplements for bone health. Hmm. So we're looking at get it through food, mm-hmm. because again, the supplementation is yeah, calcium citrate is a more bioavailable, but if you don't have the cofactors for what makes calcium work, it's not going to help with bone. So again, getting it from food is a much better option. So if you're getting adequate vitamin D, yes, supplementing with vitamin D is really important. That's one of the things that we do know helps with mm-hmm. supp- like when you're supplementing and you're getting calcium through your food. And then of course you have to do the hard work, then your mm-hmm. bones improve. But supplementing mm-hmm. with calcium it really doesn't have a lot of good data to show that it's beneficial. Okay, mm-hmm. getting rid of the magnesium and the calcium. I'll be pooping so much better. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yes. I'm keeping my fiber though. Okay. How about, so then I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum and this will be the last question. So I currently take no supplements, like I'm I, just nothing. And so that, yeah. but from listening to you, I'm like, okay, I got to add some things in. But should I like, ease on to that on ramp or is it okay to start you know taking creatine and turmeric and vitamin d and you know once the packages arrive from these specialty uh, makers of it 
If someone's never taken supplements and not a big supplement taker, I tell them to start with one and okay. see how it makes them feel. And then they can add in. So if you're like of the big cadre of things that you're like, oh, I need to add in, mm-hmm. add in the creatine first, get okay. your blood tested for vitamin D to see if you need to start taking it. Mm-hmm. And then if you have a lot of inflammatory issues, then add in the turmeric after you've added in the creatine. So maybe a couple of weeks down the line. Okay. All right. I will say about vitamin D that my OBGYN, I remember she said the only person that she had ever, only patient that had ever tested and showed they did not need vitamin D living here in the Pacific Northwest was a person who spent half the year in Palm Springs. Oh, yep. wow. Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, Stacy. Oh, oh, yes. One more oh, question. Up, what, up. What? Before she goes, I got, I got her here. Okay. Turmeric, like, is it important to get the curcumin or like, cause you yep. see all, okay. All yep. right. So look for that 10,000. What was it? Yep. Milligrams. Milligrams. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. You want to get it with some pepper, black pepper added. So Ooh. it might be called parapine. Okay. Um, but black pepper increases the efficacy of turmeric in your body. Oh, oh all right. Great. I got to tell you, Molly has written down more notes than I have. She just has <laughs> reams of paper that are covered in scribbles. So. Fantastic. Well, yeah. this has been so wonderful, Stacey. I mean, this is just like a dream come true. So as soon as I knew I was going to get to interview you, I told, you know, the whole family, they've been waiting for today to come. It's been on the calendar. My kids have questions that I didn't get a chance to ask. I have more questions to get you to. And I just love your research. I just love everything you do. Thank you for doing it. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Ditto what she said. Uh, (laughs) Thanks. Thank you, Stacey. Thanks, guys. Well, Molly, that was lovely to see how thrilled you were by talking to Stacy. Oh, yes. And thank you so much for letting me do this interview. <laughs> and you could have chosen anybody. And I'm just so delighted to have gotten a chance to talk to her. Uh, well, it's, it's your energy that you know just pushes it over the top. So thank mm. you. So all right, we are headed into the holiday season. So that means head on over to check out the merch in the Mother Runner store, which you can find on anothermotherrunner.com and click on the store on the top. We have ideal gifts and stocking stuffers for all the running people in your life, including yourself. We have a new black puffy running vest, mm. a new lavender long sleeve tech tee with thumb holes mm. um, for getting all cuddly after your run. We have adorable flannel PJ pants that say another mother runner on them. Oh, we that's a, new. Uh, yes, it is. Oh. Yeah, we have. Uh, and they're super comfy. And as everyone points out when they buy it at the retreat, Sarah, they have pockets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, for what you need to take your wallet to bed. I don't well, know. Well, uh, because I put my tissues in one and right. then I can put my um, mouth guard in the other. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then we also have water bottles. Like I said, a great stocking stuffer. Uh, you know, if you have a, I don't know, white elephant for your running club, something like that. So anyway, head on over to anothermotherrunner.com and click on that store link. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. Um, so just oat straw. I mean, I guess she just wanted your thoughts on oat straw. I've not ever heard of oat straw. Okay. Very good. We will skip that. I'll have to look it up. Yeah. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like it might be good betting. Yeah.